I've entitled my message, which will be shorter than normal, and for some of you that may make you very happy. Uh, Let there be light. Let there be light. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So God said, when the world was void, and dark he said let there be light and you know what there was light by his power God spoke light into existence in a world that was covered in darkness and void of life God said let there be light and that light was good now I don't know if you're here today and you are in a dark place Maybe you could look back on your life and remember some places and some times where things didn't look so good. Things weren't turning out so well. You might have even said, you know what, I was a, that was a dark time in my life. And in those dark times, we're usually trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel. Something that brings us hope. But oftentimes, there doesn't seem to be a light at the end of the tunnel of our situation. And we'll seek to attach ourselves to anything that we could find hope in. And many different things. There, there are many different things that we, that we look to, to to find hope. We try to find the good in something, in, in something. And sometimes we put our hope in gifts. And maybe we're just a day away from one of the largest gift opening days of the entire year. And you put your hope in a gift. Something that might make you feel better. Something that will bring you some sort of joy. Sometimes we do put our hope in gifts. Uh, Gifts like fruitcake. And Johnny Carson once said, I didn't say this, he said this and I quote, he said, the worst gift is a fruitcake. There is only one fruitcake in the entire world and people keep sending it to each other. End of quote. Others may put their hope in people helping them out over Christmas. Uh, But sometimes, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, people aren't so quick to help you find a parking spot at South Coast Plaza. Uh, Quite the opposite. Sometimes people put their hope in people helping them in other ways. Jerry Seinfeld said this, and I quote, That's the true spirit of Christmas. People being helped by people other than me. End of quote. Since the beginning of God's creation, mankind, by the ability of his own free will, has allowed evil to permeate this planet where people have the ability and the freedom to make choices either that are good or that are evil, that are either of the light or that are of darkness. And you see, and we see the news, and we, we read the papers, and we're online, and we're, we're looking at what's going on around the world, and you see that there is such a great darkness when man is void of the light of Christ. Man was estranged from God. Man dying in their sins. Then, in history, some 2,000 years ago, a light began to shine in the darkness. And that light wasn't the light but it was a light that was seen by three wise men in the east. A light that led these three men to the place where Jesus would be born, where they presented him with gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
Some light that points people to Christ. This is what we're looking for today. We are looking for men and women that will shine as lights in the world to point people to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why we take this opportunity known as Christmas to shine the light that shines on Jesus. We are not the light, we are a light trying to showcase what Christmas is all about. And that same night, there where there were shepherds tending their flocks by by night as we saw some of our shepherds up here and as we heard the scripture reading from Luke, I believe. In Luke 2, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verses 9 through 14, it says, That evening, right? Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds. There, that evening, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. They saw this great light. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all Californians. No, it says to all people, to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And then it says in verse 13 of Luke 2, And suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Peace on earth. In the context of this verse, the earth was ravaged and under the constraints of the Roman Empire. It says peace on earth. Goodwill from God toward mankind when man had no goodwill for his fellow man and was an enemy of God. At a time of great darkness and oppression in history, the light now of the world came into the world. We know him as Jesus Christ. The creator of the universe became a man and dwelt among us. That's how you right now in your seat Maybe believing that nobody understands what you're going through and what you're dealing with and what you're facing and the stress and the pressure or the pain. You don't understand that, that God today knows you because He lived as a man and He was tested in all things and He is the one that understands every single thing about you right now. This is Jesus whom we are celebrating today. The creator of the universe became a man and lived among His people. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. This is speaking of Jesus, the Creator, whose birth we're celebrating today. I have to ask you, if you're here maybe visiting or maybe you've been going through a dark time or a rough patch or however you would like to describe it in your life, you're soul searching, you're questioning, you're looking for meaning, you're thinking that there has to be something beyond, let me tell you today, if you are looking for life, if you are looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, listen to what John 1 says, verses 4, 5, and 9, in Jesus is life. And that life is the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. It cannot comprehend it. And it says that this Jesus, who is known as the light in the world, says this was the true light which gives light to every man coming into this world. So in Jesus, 
you will find life and you'll see him shining even in the darkest areas of your life. That's why in John 8 verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This is what we need. Where do we find hope? Where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Jesus is the light. This is the year that we're celebrating his birth yet again. The birth of Jesus celebrated. And we often in our culture and in our world don't even realize that we're celebrating the birth of God's Son. We'll sing the songs, we'll write the cards, we'll get the gifts, but we don't realize that, wait a second, what is that song saying? As I'm walking through Nordstrom's or Macy's or out at the mall or just putting on Coast 103.5, I mean, what are these words saying? See, if you're in darkness, you can't stand the light. And this is the simple truth about why people hate what Jesus is all about. See, today we celebrate the promises of God that if you follow Jesus, you will not walk in darkness. But if you're in darkness, you don't like the light. This is why there are so many people, and just to, to simplify it down to the lowest common denominator, why people do not like Jesus is because they're in darkness. And this is what the Bible says. In John 3, verses 19 through 21, it says, And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. This is what we need. We don't need more gifts. Gifts are great. We love them. We accept them. We're thankful for them. We don't need more money, even though more money can help in different ways. Yeah, sure, that's great, but there's always more money to be gotten and more money that is needed. What we need in our world is a new legislature, though that would be great in some respects. is isn't new world powers, though that could change things. What we need right now, more than ever before in the history of our world, is the true light of Christ. That's what we need. And today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus personally as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you've walked away from the Lord having grown up in it, or, or maybe at one time had gone to church and you knew what it was all about, and you have found yourself in a place where it is darkness, because the absence of Christ in you and in your life is a dark place to be, no matter how you want to look at it. I invite you today that if you are without the light of Christ in your life, that you would make that decision today to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Because it doesn't matter how far gone you think that you are or how many bad things that you may have done and mistakes you have made. It doesn't matter how deep into darkness you may be for as it says in Matthew 4, verse 16, and this is the last verse that I'll share with you this morning. It says this, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. And so... This morning, this is why we're here. This is why this church exists. To proclaim the good news of the gospel. To let you know that there is hope to be found in Jesus. To let you know that there are, 
that there are so many that are hurting and looking for answers, and especially those pains and sorrows and loneliness and emptiness seem to be magnified at the holiday time, at Christmas. Today you can find that void filled. It can be filled by God. Today you can have your wounds healed. Today you can have your sins forgiven. And today you can have a personal relationship with God, the creator of the universe, the light of the world. And so this morning, before we close, and might I just say, and in closing, which is a very famous thing that pastors say all the time, uh, a wise old pastor once told me that was the quickest way to get your audience's attention, was to say, and in closing. Because everybody wakes up like, oh, it's a great message. All right, fantastic. Ready to get along for our day. So in closing this morning, if you are in that place where you need a touch from the Lord, if you're here and you do not know Jesus personally, don't live another day without putting your faith in Him. If you've walked away from the Lord, recommit your life to Jesus today and look back on this day, on December 24, 2017, as the day where your life changed because of your decision to follow the true light of the world and in so doing, not to walk in darkness. Let's pray. Father, we thank You, Lord, so much for Your Word. We thank you, Father, for this morning and this opportunity that we have to be here today to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And Lord, for the church, may we just be reminded of the greatest gift that was ever given. We say thank you, Lord, that you demonstrated your own love for us in sending your son Jesus to be born in this world and to eventually, Lord, die on the cross for the sins of the world, our sins. Lord, I pray right now specifically for those that have walked away from you that today they would come back to you. Lord, I ask, Lord, if they maybe have hardened their heart to the things, Lord, that they know to be true. Maybe they saw somebody that was professing Christianity who didn't live like it and it turned them off. Maybe they prayed a prayer and it didn't get answered the way that they would have liked it to get answered. Lord, I pray that today they would know right now that today is the day of salvation and they no longer have to live estranged from you, that they can put their faith in you and be forgiven and accepted and received and empowered and Lord, filled with your spirit. And so Lord, I pray for those guys or those girls that have walked away from you that today on Christmas Eve they would recommit their life to you. Lord, we pray for those as well that maybe have come and maybe they're visiting, maybe they're seeking, maybe they have come to a place in their own life, Lord, where they have realized that there has to be something more than what this life has to offer. Maybe they've recently had a loved one or a friend pass away and they've started to think about the, the shortness of life and, Lord, what happens after life, Lord, in eternity. I pray that today they would know the comfort that comes from you alone that today they would put their faith in you and they would know with 100% certainty because of their faith in Jesus that when they breathe their last breath, they would breathe their first breath in the presence of God and spend eternity in heaven. And so Lord, I ask now that you would start that work of your Holy Spirit in the lives of your sons and daughters. You created them. You desire to have a relationship with them. And Lord, I'm just pleading on your behalf to them that they would be reconciled to you today. And with every eye closed and head bowed, if you're a Christian, you're following the Lord, would you please just pray in your heart for those that need to make that decision today to commit their life to the Lord or to recommit their life to the Lord, just in the privacy of your own heart. Just be praying for them. Because the Lord knows who they are and they know who they are. And then I'm going to ask with every eye closed and head bowed that if you're here this morning, 
And you know in your heart that you need to recommit your life to Jesus and you need to come back to Him today. And with every eye closed and head bowed, very simply, I'm just going to ask if this is you and you know in your heart that you need to come back to the Lord today, then with every eye closed and head bowed, regardless of where you're seated today, in the front, in the middle, the sides of the back, or the bleachers, that you would just raise your hand and say, yes, I need to recommit my life to Jesus today. Would you hold your hand up, please, so I could pray for you? Because then I'm going to lead you in a prayer as well. Would you hold your hand up so I can see it? Anybody else? Anybody else? Just hold your hand up. Anybody else? And also today, if you're here and you've never put your faith in Jesus, and you know that you've done things that are wrong, it's called sin. You understand that without Christ, you're separated from the Lord, and today you would like to be forgiven of your sin, and you would like to have that relationship with God. God who created you for a purpose. But I'm going to ask you with every eye closed and head bowed that if you've never given your life to Jesus and you'd like to, would you raise your hand today and say, yes, that's me. I'd like to give my life to Jesus. Would you hold your hand up so I can pray for you? Right on. Anybody else? Just raise your hands. Right on. All right. For those of you that raised your hands and even those of you that did not, but you know in your heart that today you need to get right with the Lord then I'm going to ask that you would repeat this prayer after me and that you would mean it in your heart. Just close your eyes, bow your head, repeat this prayer and say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I have sinned, but I ask that you would forgive me of my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died on the cross for me. And I thank you that you have forgiven me of all my sin. Would you fill me with your love and your joy and your peace and give me your strength that I may be who you've created me to be. For I give you my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 For those of you that that prayed that prayer, I want you to know that the Bible says that those who are in Christ are a new creation, that the old things have passed away, and behold, all has been made new starting today. So who you were when you came in those doors today is not who you are when you leave here today, and that's a good thing. And this is all brought to you by, this is all made possible because of what Jesus did. And His birth marked the beginning of that. From the beginning when God said, let there be light, and there was light, to Jesus saying, I am the light of the world, and then telling his followers, you are the light of the world. He says, let your light so shine before men that they see the way that you live and they glorify your Father in heaven. So may that be our desire as a church, as a family, as we go our separate ways, as we celebrate Christmas in our own special ways, that we would be focused on the real reason why we're able to have a relationship with God, and it's because of the birth of Jesus Christ. So may the Lord bless you today. May He keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He be gracious unto you. May He lift up His countenance upon you. In the name of Jesus, just give you a wonderful and merry Christmas.